0: Hey dreamers, this is your host, Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Wake Up Into Your Dream. And if this is the first time you're listening to my podcast, welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. And welcome also, everybody, to episode number 11, which is part two of the tangible yoke destroying anointing. The topic is the tangible yoke destroying anointing part two. And the only transferable anointing is a tangible anointing. The only effective anointing is a tangible anointing. What do I mean by tangible? It must be manifested. It can't be on the inside of God. It can't be on the inside of you. It must be manifested into the realm that it needs to be working upon. So last week I didn't feel like I fully unloaded the whole nine yards of the fifty caliber rounds of this powerful subject of the tangible yoke destroying anointing. So the, let me just explain to you what the the whole nine yards is. That is, in you have a in the military they have boxes of fifty caliber rounds. A, a fifty caliber bullet is about four inches. Long and and about uh, a couple centimeters in, in diameter. It's a huge bullet. And so to give something the whole nine yards, it means you are unloading nine yards of, and that's 27 feet of 50 caliber bullets that would go through a 50 caliber machine gun. And so when you give something the whole nine yards... You're just absolutely decimating, and I don't think I I, I unloaded uh, that that uh, revelation of what it is to operate in the tangible yoke-destroying anointing of the Holy Spirit. So once again, the only effective anointing is a tangible anointing. The only transferable anointing is a tangible anointing. So let me just recap, just for. A minute or two. And once again, we are building line upon line, precept upon precept, a little here, a little there. We're, we're uh, tapping into the resources by, by creating an atmosphere of understanding and our minds are being renewed so that we can understand, and filling our thoughts with heavenly realities so we know what we can actually lay hold of that God has prepared for us. Amen. So here we go. A little recap about last week. Uh, on this episode, I share uh, the great importance of manifesting a tangible anointing, and I launch from the uh, scripture in Isaiah chapter ten, verse twenty-seven, and it says, "It shall come to pass in that day that the burden will be taken from away from your shoulder, and the and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil." This is when Israel was in slavery. They were in slavery and the enemy has, has enslaved so many people through strongholds in the mind. And the yoke is destroyed. And the battleground, as I got into, uh, the battleground is the mind of humanity. Your mind is the battleground. This is where he's yoked your thoughts. He's yoked your life. He's steering your life. The enemy's been steering your life and steered your forefather's life by yokes of slavery and thoughts. You know, this is talking about a physical Assyrian uh, nation that... Uh, enslaved Israel and the yoke was coming off of them because of the anointing of God. Uh, So let me read it in the AMPC translation. That was the new King James version, but the AMPC translation says, and it shall be in that day that the burden of the Assyrian shall depart from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the fatness, which prevents it from going around your neck. I spent considerable amount of time last week describing the, uh, this supernatural substance from another realm called the anointing. The anointing here is actually the, where it is used, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. That word anointing is actually the Hebrew word shemen, where we get the Latin word uh, semen, which is the very seed of life. Um, I share on what a yoke is and how the enemy carves out a yoke of slavery, uh, similar to how a farmer would would take a a, a chunk of wood and he would carve it out generally uh, uh, what a yoke would be placed on the shoulder of the oxen, which would, you know, bear the burden and pull his, you know, his um, uh, his tools, you know, like the for plowing. And different things like that, and pulling even carts and that kind of thing. The, this yoke he would carve out and put on the oxen or whatever the beast of burden would be. But then, then he would place it on there and he would look where it was chafing. He would look where it was rubbing, and then he would he would carve it out a little bit more specifically so it it fit exactly. So the enemy is carved out and fits so specifically. Uh, according in, in your life, and that's what the enemy is doing. He's he's looking at you. He studied. He studied the you know the the, the movers and the shakers. He studied the, the past of, of humanity, and he's he's carving out according to hereditary curses and um, past life failures and frailties and proclivities of the flesh, and and he fits it so well that you hardly even know it's there. I also show how we destroy these yokes of slavery by growing up bigger than. So what God has designed is the anointing. God, the way you destroy a yoke of slavery is the anointing, the sheman, the seed of life, the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to actually be planted into the very darkness of the yoke. That, That yoke then begins to be displaced and completely destroyed by an anointed seed of life. You don't need to come against the enemy as much as you need to speak life into the situations and then into the circumstances, trying to control us, ladies and gentlemen. You have been placed in the midst of darkness to grow up bigger than the evil of the day and throw off the yoke of tyranny that has been placed upon your spheres of influence and metron of ministry. So here we go. I'm going to do that's all we're going to do for a recap. But I wanna I want to push ahead because I'm gonna start kind of like where we just left off with um the recap and, and going right after uh this scripture again in Isaiah chapter 1027. And um I, I wanna read a couple other translations. It it says in Isaiah 10:27, in uh in the Passion translation, in that day. The Lord will remove the heavy burden from your shoulders and break off the yoke of bondage from your necks because of the heavy anointing upon you. Come on now. This is how God is destroying these strongholds in your mind. This is how God is about to destroy the strongholds that kept your forefathers enslaved and they would get to a certain point and then he would just jerk the chain. He would jerk the rope. He would jerk the yoke and he would steer you in a wrong direction. But I wanna tell you today we're loosing that burden-lifting, yoke-destroying power of God into your lives in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that heavy anointing is coming upon you even right now. Shekaruta masakai. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27 in the AMPC translation says, "'And it shall be in that day "'that the burden of the Assyrian "'shall depart from your shoulders, And his yoke from your neck, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the fatness. Come on. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the fatness of your neck. You are becoming a different creature in your soul. See, what's happening is that your mind is being renewed even as you're listening to me right now. Your your thoughts are getting renewed. Your your thoughts are getting too big in in the realm of of the blessings of God and the realities of of what has been purchased for you and what we've been able to step into. These these thoughts, these seeds of life are going into your mind right now. And, and, And your thoughts are shifting and changing the very construct of your being. The very design of what you used to be—you, you, you are—you're bigger than, and the enemy cannot fit that yoke that he so specifically designed to be put upon your life to steer you and to cause you to be a beast of burden that no longer fits because you're getting fat in the presence of the of the Lord. Isaiah ten twenty seven in the CJB translation it says on that. On that day, his burden will fall from your shoulders and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed by prosperity. The Hebrew word for anointing here is sheman. This is where the Latin gets the word semen. The anointing here that destroys the yoke of slavery and removes the burden is the seed of life or the very spirit of life found in Christ Jesus. Sheman anointing also means fatness, richness, and prosperity. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. See, what what is happening is that the spirit of life, the seed of life, the fatness, the richness and the prosperity. God is wanting to bless us right out of the enemy's camp. He wants to bless off of us the burden. He wants to bless and destroy the very uh, yoke of slavery. He wants to destroy that by blessing us beyond. There's a blessing of the Lord that makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I want to tell you, your soul is prospering by one way, by a greater level of the anointing coming from the inside of you. Christ is in you. The anointed one and his anointing is in you, but is wanting to come on, on you and flow forth from you and begin to shift in every, everything, not only in your mind, because as a man thinks, so is he. Be careful how you think your life is shaped by your thoughts and as we're changing your thoughts and giving you heavenly realities all of a sudden you're throwing off the tyranny of the last season thought process and in the season in the thought process of your ancestors and the thought process of the people that were in slavery in your past life all these things are being thrown off because the anointing is flowing the tangible. We need the tangible. My wife Tammy and I have been praying now for about a month and a half. We said we need a greater level of the anointing of God to be manifested in our lives. It's just not good enough to be anointed on the inside of us in our spirits being anointed and seated in heavenly places and having all that power and authority. But it needs to come into this round. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So as we are forgetting these realities. It's beginning to crush the very yoke of slavery. The seed of life is destroying and the blessing of the Lord is destroying the yokes of slavery. You can bless things out and you need to begin to call on the blessing of the Lord. It it happens in the lives of J, it happened in the life of Jabez. Jabez would wake up every morning, even though he had a cursed name, even though he was named a cursed name by his mom. He did not stay there. He did not say, I'm not going to be, I'm not, I am not going to be defined by what other people call me. I'm going to call myself blessed. And I, and he called himself blessed and he said, Lord, bless me every day, expand my territory. And this is what you need to, you need to pray the Jabez prayer. But I mean, it's even greater than that. I want to tell you that John the Baptist was the greatest of all men that were born of a woman, but he who is least in the kingdom of God is greater than he. Who have you become? What do we, what do we have? What is this anointing, Lord God? Where are you? what power is there that is resident on the inside of you that so desperately wants to come out of you in this season my God okay I gotta move on Acts chapter three nineteen, it says repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord blotted out is two Greek words so we're, we're focusing here on, on uh, blotted out So your sins will be blotted. If you repent and and be converted, your sins will be blotted out. So that times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Blotted out is two Greek words. Alepho, and meaning to anoint. And out, ak, meaning out. So this is the way God does things. He blesses things out. He anoints things out. He plants a seed of life in the world called the Son of God. The son of God came into this world. The the, the son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the evil one. The son of God is the seed of life that was sown. He answered them and said in in Matthew chapter 13, verse 37 and 38 B, he answered them and said to them, "He, he who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world and the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. Jesus was the original son that was planted in this realm to come forth. It, the kingdom of God is a seed. The kingdom of God, he it was a seed. Jesus was planted. He he wasn't coming in with a white horse right at the beginning with millions of angels to, to force people to serve him. No, he came as this light, this spirit, this seed of life that was planted in his growing up. And this is who we are are. And this is how God does things. This is his modus of operandi. This is the way he does things. He alepho, he alepho acts things. He He blots them out by anointing things away. The anointing. Whatsoever is good, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is excellent, anything Praiseworthy or ex- anything God is having us focus on whatsoever is good and pure and holy, anything excellent or praiseworthy. These are the things that we dwell upon. Why? Because that allows God to anoint things out of your life. He's it's not so much about fighting the enemy, it's calling forth life. It's being that seed of life and allowing the fruitfulness of God to be released into our lives and through our lives. God is interested in fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and that your fruit would remain. Why? Because it's your fruitfulness that displaces the enemy. You are outgrowing the very enemy of your soul. Hallelujah. So Numbers chapter 32, uh, 20 and verse 21. Then Moses said to them, if you do this thing, if you arm yourselves before the Lord for the war and all of your armed men then cross over the Jordan before the Lord until he has driven out his enemies from before you. That word he has driven out is the Hebrew word yaresh. Those four words make up one word in Hebrew and that is the Hebrew word Yaresh, which means to drive out and possess by possessing. God says, get ready, put on your armor, cross across. Take the steps of obedience. And as you take the steps of obedience, I will go ahead of you and I will yaresh the enemy. As you take a step, as you prepare yourselves, and this is what we're doing we're preparing ourselves every day by getting anointed. We're preparing ourselves every day by putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. We prepare ourselves, we put on our armor, and then we step out into obedience. And as we step in the direction of our promised land or our obedience to God and going into the place called there, as we do that, God releases an anointing that begins to displace and dispossess as we begin to march forward into our land hallelujah do you see this is the modus of operandi of the god of all of creation. he He's not so, it, you walk over to your light switch and you just, it, the room is absolutely dark, but you know where the light switch is and so you walk over there fumbling around a little bit, but you know where it is and you switch it on and and darkness does not fight. You're not saying, now darkness, you must leave. I, I'm about to turn on the light. Darkness, you got to get out of here. No, you just flip on the light. <laughs> just flip on the light. <laughs> just flip on the light. <laughs> and just flip on the light. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just flip on the light. If you, all you have to do is be, show up and let the glory out. This is how you defeat. This is how yokes are destroyed. Amen. All right, here we go. Ah, uh, that was a little bit of, uh, of what we discussed last week, but I, I wanted, I needed to go over it again. But we're going still somewhere. My God, this is so good. Thank you, Jesus, for this revelation. I thank you for the spirit of revelation coming over everybody's minds right now. I thank you for liberation like never before. I thank you, Lord God, for the burden-lifting, yoke-destroying power of God going through this microphone and into, Lord God, every home and every area and every vehicle, Lord God. I thank you for the tangible anointing hitting them, Lord God, and a tangible anointing stirring up the gift that is on the inside of them, of the Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Lord God, that you're coming upon them, even right. Right now in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 61 is the scripture in which Jesus grabs on uh that scroll in, in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, and he begins to read it. Uh, as was the custom of Jesus, he would go to a certain place and one of those certain places was a synagogue on Saturdays where he would spend his moments like every other Hebrew and good Pharisee of that day or a believer of that day of, of Yahweh. And, and that day he grabbed the scroll and he read it and because God determined the time in which this would be read by his seed of life called Jesus And so Luke chapter four, verse 18 through 21, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor or the good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the broken heart, to proclaim liberty for the captives and release in darkness for those who are bound or blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And um, then it goes on to... um, uh, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning and a garment of praise for spirit of despair, that they might become oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor, that they might rebuild the ruins of their lives and restore the places that have been long devastated for generations. But that's our part. That's what we're doing right now. That last part. But then, but, but he ends it, Luke, uh, for 19, he, re, he ends it with, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And I want to decree and declare today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. There is an anointed one and there is an anointing on the inside of you that is ready to come out. You need to, you need to do like Jesus said. He declared it that day and it got established. We are in the decade of declaration and the enemy's trying to shut down your anointing by shutting you up and sitting you down and quarantining you. But it's time for you to arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is rising among, uh, upon you and shall be seen upon you though there be darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people I'm quoting Isaiah 60 verses uh, uh, verses 1 through 3 and though there be darkness on the people and deep darkness uh, on the people darkness on the earth and deep darkness on the people my glory will rise upon you and be seen on you, the Gentiles shall come to your rising, and according to the depth of which you allow the King of Glory, the anointing to rise up in the midst of you and begin to mantle you and flow through. The, the more time you spend in the anointing, and you get mashot, you get smeared on and rubbed into by the anointing of God, so shall the kings come. Your 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 boss shall come, your your fathers and your mothers shall come. There, there are people that will need answers. They're gonna be they're looking for answers, and they're looking for their home, and they're looking for their father, and you can manifest that by spending time in the anointing and becoming anointed. Hallelujah. How did Jesus get anointed? He would go up into the mountain. Jesus put aside his deity. Jesus didn't operate the way he did before time began. And when he was manifested in this realm to destroy the works of the evil one, when he he came as this seed of life, he did it under under the same uh, rules of um, of that we have to operate in and he would steal away and he would go into a mountainous area or over into an, a, a, an area where he could spend time with his father and be encouraged by angels and step into the glory cloud and and, and, and be communing with, with, with all of heaven. And then he would come back down and he would stand in a, in a, in a, in a 11, a level place and he would distribute power. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh first John 2:20 but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you all know all things you have a blessing you have the seed of life you have fatness richness and prosperity from the holy one and this will cause you to know all things there's an anointing on the inside of you because the the anointing who is the the anointing is Jesus Christ and his anointing the anointing is the same one that raised Christ from the dead the anointing is the glory of the father the anointing is the one that you have become one with the spirit of the living god and because you've been anointed with the spirit of the living god and the spirit of the living god is on the inside of you you have the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and the spirit of the fear of the Lord flowing out of you at any given moment. You are never in a position where you don't have a better answer for every problem that you're facing. Hallelujah. 1 John two twenty seven. the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. Come on, can you hear that? That anointing which you have received from him re- abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as that same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it is taught you, you will abide in him. As the anointing teaches you things about the word, about Jesus, and the more words you have in your life, the more anointing you can have in your life. Because the, Jesus said this, he says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Words are capsulized anointing. And as you begin to put more word in your life, you're putting capsulized anointing into your life. And the more word, which is the pathway and and the capsulization of the anointing, the more word you have in life, the greater level of anointing you can abide in and can abide in you and then flow forth from you. So I want to get into um, Acts uh, one verse eight, and I want I want to I want to dive into that just a little bit because we're talking about the tangible anointing. And I'm just turning to my scripture right now in in my beautiful Bible. <laughs> I love the Word of God. Acts chapter one verse eight. I'm actually going to start back at Acts chapter one. Uh, Actually, I'm going to read. I'm going to read. I got, I got a few minutes here. Um, I'm going to read chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to both teach, do and teach. Sorry. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to both do and teach. See, there, it's better felt than tellt. God would do it. God would release it. God would release uh, the power uh, uh, and he would, he would release something and then he would teach about it. We, we want to teach about it and think we're going to produce something. Uh, God began, Jesus began to do and then teach. Anyway, we need more manifestation of God's power in our church services and in our community and in our family. And and, and the first thing that we reach for is anointing oil. The first thing that we reach for is prayer. We don't reach for the the Tylenol. We don't reach for the the, the phone to call the doctor. We we begin to see the power of God demonstrated in, on, and through our lives. Verse 2, until the day in which he was taken up, After he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles in whom he had chosen. To whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by many during 40 days. And speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 4 And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. Hmm. In John, at the end of John, Jesus breathes on them. They said, It said, Receive the Holy Spirit. This is what he was talking about. Verse 5 For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days. From now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And, and, and this is the point. They they were looking for Jesus to show it. When the Christ came, they expected him at one moment to jump on a white horse, command 10 million angels to follow behind him and begin to destroy all the kingdoms of men here and set up and rule and reign from Jerusalem as king forevermore And the new Jerusalem would come down and, and, and everything would be awesome. And, and this is what the Christ was supposed to do. This is what the Messiah that was supposed to do. This is what they thought. But no, God come. As a seed. He came as a seed of life, planted. And then he's, he's planted us as sons of the kingdom as a seed of life into spheres of influence. And don't be don't be despising those small beginnings because this is who Jesus was. He was a small beginning, and then all of a sudden we have two, more than two billion believers around the world manifested because the seed of life was planted in the midst of darkness. Hallelujah. Acts chapter one, verse seven. And he said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own authority. So don't be concerned. Like I know some people that have more stats about the Antichrist than they know scriptures on the Christ. Can you hear me? Stop focusing on everything you don't have. Stop focusing on what the enemy is doing. Don't be focused on, on the end time or the, are we here? Are we not there? No, get anointed. So this is what he says here. He says, but you shall receive power. That word receive is to lay hold of, is lambano, the Greek word lambano. It's the same scripture used in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, where Paul is laying hold of. You need to lambano. You got to lay hold. It's not just sitting back and, and waiting for God to show up. No, you got to lay hold of. That's what that word means. Receive means lay hold of the anointing. But you shall receive power. You shall receive the anointing when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. Uh Sorry, I'm written all over my Bible here. So I got to, to me in Jerusalem and to all, in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So it's when the spirit, the spirit of the he says, don't worry about what's going on. Don't worry about your job security. Don't worry about your bank account. You need to be concerned about one thing. He says, but you shall. That word, but, but is on the contrary. Uh, He's saying, on the con, don't worry about on the contrary. What you need to do is find out how to manifest the tangible yoke destroying. Sorry, somebody's trying to get a hold of me. You need to lay hold of the tangible, yoke destroying anointing of the Holy Spirit. You need to lay hold of the power of God. That's the dunamus power. That this is what dunamus power is a seed of life that needs to be planted. And you are this very seed, and you have this anointing. On the inside of you, and it's time for us to receive. It's not good enough for the anointed to stay on the inside of us. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the anointing. Holy Spirit wants to come upon you, not just stay, not just stay in you. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon you, up and on you, and then flow forth from you. It's the tangible yoke-destroying anointing. The only transferable anointing is a tangible anointing. We must manifest the King of glory. We must manifest God. Hallelujah. Thank you, King of glory. We thank you, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for your your power even coming through, Lord God. We thank you. You know, in, in Galatians chapter three twenty seven it says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Can you hear me? You put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians 5.25 says, if you live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So there's a dichotomy here. You're, you can live in the spirit. and you, That means you're born again. But then he says, you can also walk in the spirit. That means you are manifesting and the spirit of the living God is coming upon you. And that's when you receive power to, to transform societies. That's where you see power to destroy yokes of slavery. This is how you receive power. Romans chapter 13, verse 14 says, but... But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. This is how you overcome even the lust of the flesh is by allowing the glory and anointing of God to be manifested tangibly on your life. Every day I put on a new wardrobe, ro- a new anointing, a new mantle. I must clothe myself in a suitable apparel for the atmosphere and the environment that I'm about to go into. There's an anointing that God is waiting to pour upon your life that's very specific for, for your life of that day because you can walk out into the toxicity of the darkness of this world because you're encased. A seed must be encased in, in a shell. The shell is the it's is, is protection that keeps you. And, and so God, to protect the anointing, you need anointing. You need a greater anointing. You need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. You need to put on the very lordrobe. I say lordrobe because it's a wardrobe. God has so many different garments that you can put on every day differently like an astronaut. An astronaut has to put on a suitable suit. Uh, um, somebody that's dive deep sea diving he has to put on a suitable suit when you go into a courtroom you have to put on a suitable suit a hat will not work you cannot wear a ball cap in in a a judge's chamber or or out in the courtroom you you have to have a suitable suit lawyers show up in a a suitable gown There there are certain apparels that that people wear and we need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its life we need to put on the Lord Jesus Christ and not only not only live in the spirit but walk in the spirit and manifest God's power wherever we go. Ah. First Corinthians 2, verse 4 and 5 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the anointing, the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 says, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you that you receive from me by the laying on of my hands. Shandara ah. Father God, I loose right now into this place uh, where we're at. Lord God, in this sphere of influence that we're at right now. I loose it right now into people's lives. Father God, I'm calling forth. I speak right now to the spirit of the living God on the inside of you. Oh, spirit of the living God, rise up in the midst of them. The very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. We ask you to rise in the midst of your people of the kingdom and everybody in the earshot of my voice. I command you to come alive in in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ with fruitfulness. I bless you today in the name of Jesus Christ. your name is Betty, and you, you've had three years of, of harshness and, and you didn't know where to go, and the Lord is speaking to you directly today. And Betty, arise, get up th- off that sick bed. There's an anointing coming into your legs. You're about to receive freedom like never before. There's uh, Sandra, you're about to see something you've never seen before. Your your vision has been clouded. You've had scales on your eyes. You've been you haven't been able to see properly. And the Lord says the anointing, the eye salve, uh, is coming upon your eyes, and you're beginning to see like never before. Clarity is coming. Uh, Ah, oh, Father God, I thank you for the words of knowledge that are coming forward. Right now, receive your anointing. Even as I begin to release those two words of knowledge, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is manifested right now to heal your sickness, to heal your disease. Back problems are being healed right now. Um, there's, there's things that are coming uh, that are coming off of your life uh, that, that, that have been on your life for six and seven and eight years, and there's people that have decades of back problems, and you're being healed uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're, you're coming out of this dark season, there's an anointing fruitfulness and the blessing of the Lord and fatness and richness and prosperity coming into your lives in Jesus' mighty name. I call you blessed. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to grow up too big and too prosperous and too fruitful so that the yoke of slavery will not fit your design and the enemy will try to force it on you and the greatness and the fatness of the anointing and of fruitfulness is pushing back on the apparatus that used to steer your lives of your forefathers and all of a sudden you will begin to outpace, outgrow and outweigh the plan schemes and yokes of the enemy and all of a sudden you are walking free, freer than you've ever felt before in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, releasing a, an anointing of fruitfulness, fatness, richness, and prosperity. Look forward to getting back to you next week as we start a three-part series called Identity. Identity is the security of your, uh, of your life. The security of your true identity. That God always designed it to be. That's what we're going to be doing the next three. But I hope you receive from, from this word today and this podcast today. If you have, just give me some five stars or uh, just continue to download these or save them. I don't know how you do it on your on your platform of podcast and that you're listening to these. But uh, if you have time, go to my website, barrymiracle.ca. You can get my book uh, called Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's now a bestseller. Uh, I'd love for you guys to connect with me. If you live in Canada, um, I I can send it to you free shipping until uh, uh, to the new year. Actually, I'll do that. But uh, anyway, and if you want to sow a seed into our ministry, you can there. But bless you guys. I hope you're enjoying this. Share it around. Until next time, bless you, bless you, bless you in Jesus name. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us then. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.